foundation scripture, the primary scripture is found in the book of St. Mark, chapter 11, verses 22 through verses 24. And just write those scriptures down. And we have been there and we have covered those um, over many weeks and also, if you would, um, in, in your own private study time and go back and read those particular scriptures on this morning. But I want us to turn in our Bibles this morning uh, to the book of 2 Peter. 2 Peter text this morning in 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have the same Bible I have, page 1613. 1613. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 1 and reading down through verse 4a. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great, hallelujah, and precious promises. Glory be to God, hallelujah. Glad, glads, hallelujah. Glory be to God. And as we read this gospel account, we see the apostle Peter that uh, was a man who, 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 who was talking when he always, he was always talking when he should have been listening. <laughs> he was always sleeping when he should have been praying and, and he was always stepping out when he, he should have held back. And he was always holding back when he should have stepped out. Now, I got scripture. You say, I take exception to that, Pastor, but I've got scripture for it. I have empirical evidence that that was a part of his personality. But that's why Peter is such a favorite, I believe, because so many people see his characteristics and tendencies in their own walk and history. Amen, somebody. <laughs> yeah, maybe you see them in yours as well. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But here's the great news. Here's the amazing truth in all of that. The glorious fact is that even with all of his failures and denials, even with all of his setbacks and all of his stumbles, here's the good news about that. Simon Peter, Peter made it through. That's right. Hallelujah. And I love that. And if Peter can make it, bless God. Hallelujah. I know we can make it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, we will. We're going to make it. Hallelujah. So here we are again in verse 1 of 2 Peter, uh, chapter 1, in the E portion of that verse. To them that have obtained like precious faith. Yes. Now I find that very intriguing that throughout his writings, Peter uses the word precious. P-R-E-C-I-O-U-S. Yeah. -E so in his first epistle, 
He wrote about the precious blood of Christ. And, and then here in verse one of his second epistle, again, he speaks of precious faith. And then if we drop down and look in verse four, he talks about precious promises. And if you go on a little further and continue reading, we find that in chapter two, he talks about the precious stone. Mm. And although that word precious stone, that word precious is not a word that, we would, that I would expect to find in the vocabulary of this big burly macho fisherman like Peter, precious is a perfect choice because it means literally beyond calculation. Everything that God has given to us, all of his precious promises, our precious faith that he has given to us, it is limitless. It goes beyond anything that we could ever think or dream or even imagines in our finite minds. You know how it is. You say, oh, you're so precious to me. You know, oh, this is so precious to me. We have precious memories, precious memories. Remember that old song we used to sing, right? Uh, that old gospel song. And truly the faith, the blood, and the promises of our Lord and all that he has given to us, they are of incalculable worth. You cannot put any price. There is no amount of money or any other valuables in this earth that can compare to what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. And if you look a little further here in, in, in chapter 1, verse 1, in the F portion of that particular verse, he says, with us. So in other words, Peter is saying that we have the same precious faith that he does. And he's saying that it's all common. The commonality in everything that we do as people of God is in our faith. And then as you drop down to verse 2, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the, and I underline this, knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. The knowledge of God. That is something important for all of us that all of us should have. You know, we, we have to have a knowledge. We have to have a working uh, familiarity of what you do on your job. Any equipment that you use, you must be, uh, have a knowledge of policies and procedures and just the way they do things. There's some knowledge. You have to have knowledge of things that you use in your home. You know, all of the appliance and all the electronic devices and things in your automobile and wherever you are. So having a familiarity with those things that are common and familiar to you helps you to even get further down the road. That's why when we're looking in our scripture, in, in our, at, our, at our basic foundational scripture, and it, that's what uh, Jesus is telling his disciples. He said, listen. You're going to have to start speaking to your mountains and talking to those mountains and those obstacles and those situations and those circumstances and those roadblocks and those hindrances, those pitfalls and all of those things that have been holding you back and preventing and holding back your progress and stopping your progress in God. You're going to have to start talking to those things and say with the language of faith, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And it don't doubt in your heart, but you have to believe that those things which you say 
they shall come to pass. And then he goes on to say, ye shall have whatsoever you saith. Knowledge, the knowledge of God is so important. And if you don't know that scripture, if you don't have the knowledge of God and you're not able to speak to those mountains, those mountains again will forever talk back to you and you won't like what they're saying. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory be to God. I mean, it's just that simple for all of us. As people of God, knowledge is defined in Strong's Concordance of the Bible, and it's defined this way. It means to come to know, recognize, perceive, have discernment, and understand completely. And I'm going to say that again for you. Knowledge is defined in Strong's Concordance of the Bible this way. To come to know, to recognize, perceive, have discernment, and understand completely. So then, the more knowledge that we have of Jesus Christ, the greater understanding we'll have that our God is truly a God of faith and grace. And when we're reading here in the context of First Peter here in the book of Peter's, and that's what Peter's trying to get across to all of us. You know, that God is a God of grace and peace. But the interesting thing is that he is also a rewarder of all who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And if you don't know that, if you don't have knowledge of God, is that God is a rewarder? Yes. Yeah, he's not the one who wants to stop your progress. He's not the one that tries to hold you back, to keep you from, to hold you down. He's not the one that wants to keep you in bondage or slavery or any of those things. That's not who our God is. He is the rewarder. If you will just diligently seek him out. Having that knowledge allows you to be everything that you need to be as a kingdom person, as a born again believer in Christ Jesus. Just having that knowledge. And do you know this, that faith is a means of knowledge? Faith is a means of knowledge. But when it comes to the things of God, and this is what it says in Hebrews Chapter 11, verse 6, and we know this scripture. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Again, that's Hebrews 11, and chapter 6 in the King James Version of the Bible. So just knowing that you can come to him. And just believe that he is who he says. And if anybody is who they say they are, it is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There are a whole lot of folk telling you they one thing. Hallelujah. But their works are far from who they say they are. Faith is a means of knowledge. But not only is faith a means of knowledge. And I want you to write that. Just write that down. Number one, faith is a means of knowledge. And then just write that scripture down, that reference scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 6, faith is a means of knowledge. I'm pumping the brakes today. I was in fourth gear 
winding it up real fast on last week, so I'm pumping the brakes and bringing it down a little bit on this week. Praise God. My apologies to all of you that were here on last week. Hallelujah. But I was wound up and fired up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number two, faith is a means of power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a means of power. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just trusting it in our Lord and Jesus and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ just gives us unlimited power. Mm -hmm. And we can come to him and it says concerning prayer and the things that we need in our life. This is what it says in James chapter one in verse six. He says that if we ask in faith, nothing wavering. Again, and nothing will be impossible to you. If you ask in faith and don't doubt, if you don't come in there shaky, you know, you don't come in there defeated, knowing that you're not going to get what you believe in God for when you come to the throne of grace, it'll have power. But that takes knowledge. So knowledge gives you power. We've heard that throughout our lives. I can remember hearing that as as, as a little one, you know. The more knowledge you have, the more power you have. And that is true. The more knowledge you have, the more power you have. The more power you have, the more knowledge you can gain. Point number three, faith is a means of action. Faith is a means of action. Yes. First John chapter five and verse four. Now, faith is a means of action concerning the known and the unknown. And one of the things that we as people of God, as saints of God, are supposed to do, we are supposed to live by confident trust in God. We're supposed to have that confident trust in God. And all that he did for us through the finished works of the cross of Calvary. So our ground of confidence and faith and dependence upon God's word is the title deed to our inheritance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Well, it makes you feel some kind of good. When you, can, when you can go in that place, you know, and you can pull out that title deed to something you got. You know, you worked and you believed and you trusted God for it and all that. And I know how it is. Boy, you pull that, you pull that deed out. What's that thing when you, when you, you know, when you get the, what they call that? Yeah, it is called a deed. You know, when you get the house, and I can remember Pastor Dora, when we got that deed, boy, I'm telling praise God, paid in full. Hey, ha, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Big red letters, huh, with the notes sticking on that. Thank you, Jesus. You get the title to that car. Paid in full. Thank you, Jesus. It's just something, and we have the title faith is the title deed to our inheritance people of God, and that ought to make you feel some kind of good as a child of God. Hallelujah. And we are told that this is, and here we are in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We are world overcomers, are we not? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So now, number one, faith is a means of knowledge. Number two, faith is a means of power. Number three, faith is a means of action. Number four, faith is a means of living. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. And we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. And concerning our daily life, people of God, there is no substitute for faith. And everybody in one form or another, believers and non-believers, yes, they are living you know, by faith in one way or another. They have faith in their own faith or they have the faith of God. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 tells us we walk by faith, not by sight. And I'm going to say it again. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And you ought to make that the working principle for your life, people of God. Yes. Belief in God and in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Ghost and the word of God counts for everything. Yes. Not some things, but for everything. Yes. Yeah, and it's more valuable than you will ever know in this life. Yeah, James chapter 2 and verse 20. And it tells us that faith without what works is dead faith has to have corresponding action in order for it to work in your life so what we believe determines how we act and live yeah it's absolutely true what we believe what we believe determines how we act and live and we are the only picture book that some people will ever look at. You think about that. Mm -hmm. Your life ought to be a living testimony and a living witness yes. to what God will do in a believer's life. Every day. Amen. In our faith walk. Yes. In our faith talk. And even the way we live should be a testament that we are one of the king's kids. And I know that, you know, just on yesterday, you saw all of the pomp and the circumstance, you know, and all of those things that were going forth with, you know, the royal wedding and all of that. And just, and it was very impressive in, you know, all of the ceremonial things that are done and all of that. Yeah. And one thing about it, look, they know they're royalty. Yeah. But hallelujah, we're royalty too. Yeah. We are that royal priesthood, hallelujah. And we're supposed to show forth, hallelujah, everything that God put on the inside of us as people of God, hallelujah. Yes, so knowledge again is the most important thing. Knowledge, knowledge excuse me, is an essential thing for us as people of God. And all we need is to know that God has given it to us, people of God, all things as pertaining to life and godliness so when you get that then you've got the basis of faith and when he when you hear that he's already given it to you when you hear that it's yours so then that means it's time for us to get up and go get everything that he says ours amen how many times have the food's been prepared and put on the table and they keep calling you come and eat come and eat and you don't come and dine you don't come and eat Hallelujah. Do you have an argument? Do you have a legal argument for saying I'm hungry when the food's already been prepared for you? Yeah. So it's just time for us to go and take what's already been prepared for us. It's time for us to possess everything that God has for us. We need to believe God, get up and go get it. 
And when I think about Rhema Word of Life Fellowship Church, I think that Rhema Word of Life Fellowship Church is the quote unquote believe God and get up and go get a church. Can I get a witness from somebody? Hallelujah. That's who we are. That is in our DNA. And bless God, that's what we're going to do. Hallelujah. And every mountain in the way, speak the language of faith to it. Get out the way. Hallelujah. Yes, so we have to believe God and we've got to find out what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours. And then we just have to get up and go get it. Go get it and go take it, people of God. Hallelujah. And I believe there's something prophetic in that. Yes. So what do we have to know first then? Did God give it to us? Let me give you an example of that. If someone came up to you and said, oh, I love your car. And I claim your car is mine. But this is what I'm going to do. And they're talking to you now. And I'm going to let you drive your car, that car, until Christmas time. And then I'm going to take possession of it. Are you going to give that person your car? What are they trying to do? What they're trying to do is they're trying to take possession of something that hasn't been given to them. And you know what? And that's not faith. Faith will never take possession of something that has not already been given to that person, that person of faith. So now you say, well, I don't know of God. Well, you need the knowledge, the knowledge of God and what he's already said he would do for you in his word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, if we're trying to claim something that God hasn't given us, We'd be wrong to do that. But the truth is, God has already given to us all things as pertaining to life and godliness. We looked at it in the Word now. Can't say I just pulled that out of, you know, my back pocket somewhere. It's right here in the Word of God. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. You know what? Well, think about this. It was the devil who tried uh, to take something that wasn't his. Mm -hmm. He said, I will be like God, he said, and I will ascend my throne above God's. So what he tried to do was usurp the authority that wasn't given to him. He was trying to use the faith principle. He was speaking words contrary to God and it got him kicked out of heaven. Speaking the language of faith. Using the authority that God has given to you always gets the job done. People of God, your words should never go against God's word or God's will when it comes to anything in life. You can't go around claiming things that weren't given to you. You can't claim somebody else's spouse. Why? Because they weren't given to you. You can't just start claiming stuff from off the top of your head. Here's the key. You must hear from God first. God first. But when God has spoken to you and he told you that it's yours, then the only thing left for you to do is receive what he's told you is yours. So when God tells you to do something or that a particular thing he has given to you is for you, then the only thing to do is go for it. Just go for it. But don't think it's just going to fall on your head like ripe apples off a tree. 
That's the time now for you to dig in and fight the good fight of faith. And that's when Satan's going to try and come against you in every way that he can. But don't give up. You've got to fight for it. Fight for what God has already given to you. And it is a good fight because Satan is going to put up many obstacles to try to stop you from getting your stuff. And you're going to have to press, press, and press, and press, and stand, and keep on standing. And if you are willing to stand, then bless God, it won't take very long till you receive what God has for you. Hallelujah. One thing about faith, people of God, is faith never quits. No matter how many no's you get, don't quit no matter what it looks like. All you have to do is say, well, this is mine. It belongs to me. It's mine. And fight the good fight of faith with your words. You've got to be tenacious. You've got to have that bulldog mentality. You've got to have that bulldog type of faith. You got to say it's mine in the midst of all of the no's. And that's our job. That's our job. Mm -hmm. Just to stand and be tenacious and stand on the word of God in the midst of every time you hear the word no. Hallelujah. That job is yours. That promotion is yours. That home you want. That spouse you've been praying for. When you know that you have heard from God, people of God, then don't quit. Never quit. Number one, and here it is. You have to know what God has given to you. That's number one. Number two, you have to possess what God has given to you. How do you possess it? By going to get it. So how are you going to possess it? By your faith. By your faith. So if you stay in the tent, while supernatural provision is outside for you, guess what? You're going to starve if you don't get up and go out and get it. God rained down manna for the children of Israel, but they still had to go outside and pick it up. They had to go outside and get it. Yes, they had to go get it. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8. Hallelujah. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Hello, somebody. Aren't we seed of Abraham? Got a, we got a whole lot of Abe's seed in here. Hallelujah. Father Abraham. So the word possess in that particular verse is mentioned over 250 times in the Bible. It's also translated occupy and inherit. So what he's saying, I have set before you the land, so go in and occupy and inherit the land which has already been given to you. And as far as I know, this is one of the essential themes of the scripture. God gives and then we have to possess. God gives and we have to possess. And even in the New Testament, the Bible says that we are to fight the good fight of faith, then lay hold of that, yes, which we have been standing and believing God for. Hallelujah. Here we are back in Mark in our foundation scripture, Mark chapter 11, verse 24. And this is what it says here. Whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, 
Believe that you receive. Believe that you take it. Uh-huh. Believe that you receive them and ye shall what? Maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if all the conditions are right. You know, and if, if it, well, you know how it was when we were children and, and, and mom, dad, could I? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I think they were just kind of putting that out there, you know, for us that they were going to see how we were go- what we were going to do and how we were going to react to things. No, but it's no, you'll see right here. He says, and ye shall have them. So we've got to believe that we possess it. We have to lay hold of it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So we got to go up and we got to take it. We got to possess it because God said, I have set it before thee. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise and glory. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search R. Wolf C. in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.